oh, wow, you must be really good with crayons. <laughs> oh, no. But the worst one is like, can you, like, if I show you my art, can you diagnose me? <laughs> I hear that all the time, but it's the worst one. I'm like, that is not how it works. Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I am Jared Dam in the building once again. And um, y'all, it is about damn time. We have a discussion about art therapy. And I have a friend for the job to, to help me with this. You know what? I've known you. I've like, I've like basically stole you as a podcast guest from, from Laura. <laughs> Um, but but I told Amari, I told Amari, I said, um, I am definitely um going to steal um Pierre from you. Like I, I I said that like like a year ago. Like so I've been plotting on you for a while. So just oh, just wow. know that oh, I've been wow. plotting on you. I cause she had an episode, shout out to Amari with um Mom's Don't Expert Podcast. And my, yeah, and then you know, of course, <laughs> of course, my, my, my co-host on Parents After Midnight. Um, I told her, I told her, she, she was like, okay. So I, I got her blessing first, but, and I waited, I waited enough time. So ladies and gentlemen, um, Pierre Brown, the, the art therapist extraordinaire. So how you hello, doing today? Hello. I'm good. Listen, we clean today. We <laughs> mentally prepared for this. See, Very feel, excited. See, I feel like I didn't do enough mental pre- preparation. <laughs> No, for real, because all right, so I'm an introvert, right? And mm-hmm. so when I gotta when I gotta do a lot of peopling, like, you know, I like to just be like chilling. But today was like a day. So today, you know, I I, I went I went out and, so, and supported uh my, my girl Jessica Wise. Uh, you know, it's about damn time a friend of the show, you know, she'd been on yeah. she had this thing for her for her online magazine. So it was a whole it was a whole group that group discussion thing. So I talked, which was it's just normal, not normal for me. So I was talking in, and then you know I had like a, another thing that I had to go to that I, I didn't go to, so I'm gonna get yelled at for that. And then I had this interview, so I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. so you did a lot because I'm a therapist who who's an introvert who don't like talking, so I had to mentally prepare because I'm like, we're gonna be talking for about like an hour. Yeah, let me get in the zone because people be like, oh my god, you're a therapist, you love to talk. No, I don't. I love to sit by myself and hibernate with snacks and movies and don't talk to anyone so i was like let me get in the zone let me clean my apartment you know feel good smell good we got the candles lit so i'm mentally prepared i'm oh, ready i don't know how you doing this but i had a zen moment yo usually it's a routine for me like usually i i'd be afraid to tell people the routine that it takes me to get ready uh, mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't have a chance to do it uh this time but usually it's like you know i'll you know i'll take a shower and do my hair and my beard because i feel like if my beard looks good, then then I'm a, I'm gonna perform well, right? And then and then and then you know I, I test the light and, and then okay, so I, I got a little nervous energy, so I probably jump rope a little bit, oh. and, then, and then you know, or depending on what the conversation gonna be, maybe I might have a shot or two, or maybe I just get like some caffeine or something. So I'm like, okay, I need like some kind of stimulant or depressant because alcohol. Or, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know stuff, but at, le- at least the jump rope, at least the jump rope. <laughs> Is is good. So that's the little healthy uh, thing that I've been doing. I ain't doing none of that. I just, you know, I just kind of paced around. But. I finally ate before this, so. Ooh, I did too. So that was good. So that's I did, good. I, ate. I was like, I, I was like, I need to wake up and clean. And then I was like, oh, I didn't eat food. I should eat food so my stomach isn't grumbling and you don't catch it on the mic because that would be kind of weird <laughs> a little bit. That was my concern, and that like you need nutrients to survive. It was no grumbly stomach on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. Well, I am glad you're here. Um, considering the week that I had this week, um, this conversation is coming um, at, a, at a perfect time for me. Oh, okay. okay. Um, which I guess I may share a little bit later. But I want to talk to you first because we're talking about art therapy. And, you know, I I got questions because I don't know exactly what art therapy is. So why not have an art therapist to break it down for me, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, <laughs> listen, your girl's been doing this, I think, legitly, like, outside of school for six years. Wow. Wow. I'm so proud okay. of myself. Yeah. You should be. You should be. You should be. And I, and I remember seeing something on your Instagram where where you did this reel where you were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, because, you know, we're, we're in a number-driven type of society where we're looking at numbers, we're looking at people, participants, and in, in doing things. I'm always looking at downloads, even though my friends tell me I should stop, but, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I think you did a reel where you were where you were sitting there talking about, you know, I wish there was more people at this particular session. Then you was like, yo, you, I think you was talking to your younger self, like, I am a, I'm like an actual art therapist. Like, you're just yes. celebrating that win, that, that you're doing something that you, that you freaking love. Well, I first off, I wanted to be a traditional therapist. I never knew about art therapy until I was like a junior in college. Oh, so so tell me how you found out about that. Okay, so I originally went to school to do um, to major in psychology and then do a double major in psychology education. But then I just kind of went straight forward for psychology, and I needed an elective. So I've always been into art, but you know, within POC households. Art don't make you money. Do a job that makes you money that you can live off of this and that. So I was like, I'll be a therapist. We'll do art on the side. And I took an elective and I was really good at it. And the professor was like, you're, you're really good. Like, what are you studying for? And I was like, therapy. He's like, have you heard of art therapy? And I was like, no. And so I was, he was like, yes, art therapy. You combine art, you combine, you combine therapy. And I was like, okay, we're going to make this happen. So you girl, the like the end of my sophomore year coming into my junior year, flipped the script, became an art major, psych minor, and I still graduated on time. Hey, all right. I know. Hey. I was so scared. I, was, I don't <laughs> want to let it on a semester. But I like crammed everything in and I was just like in a studio. But I was just like, we're gonna do this. And then my senior year of un- undergrad, I applied to the Art Institute and like two other schools. And I got into the Art Institute, and then immediately after I graduated, had a summer break, and then jumped back into school. The Art Institute of Chicago, right? Yes. Yeah, because you know I was, I was on your your website. I just wanted to show you that I, that I did my yeah, research. You did, you did your homework. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. No, but that, <laughs> so all right. So that was cool. That so that was your introduction in art therapy. Art therapy, and then you and you, and you end up going for. It. But what it, what exactly is it, is it? Is it a replacement of actual therapy? Is it a combination of art and therapy? Like, like, like what what is what is art therapy? How does the, okay? So, so many questions. Asked, and so everyone <laughs> asks this question. I am still a therapist, so I'm like a traditional therapist, okay. except for I incorporate the art making process into my sessions with my clients, my students, my patients, whatever setting I'm in, whoever I'm working with. So I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I bet she's going to ask the same question that everybody asks. But I'm like, if you ask a regular therapist, what does a therapist do? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just a part of me that feels some type of way when I get mm-hmm. asked the question. But I was like, I'm still a therapist. It's just art making happens within a session. I might use art as a tool to uh, begin a conversation. I might use art making as a way to help you develop a new skill. I might use art as a way to build that rapport between you and I, because because sometimes it's, it's harder just to go to someone and just sit there, but okay, tell me what you need to talk about, and right. you're like, I don't, I don't know. But with art, you can like ease into it. I make art, you make art, and you're just like, oh, what you working on? What you working on? And then we start sharing. It takes a like it it takes different forms, but just know art is used, and you're still working with a therapist. Oh, that's that's so interesting. And, you know what? And I and I think that I have. I didn't really think about that when you first start out with a therapist. How that awkward part is when you're like, "Am I am I really?" Because I guess because I've been doing therapy for so long <laughs> <laughs> that I forgot how how it was being that awkward first first couple of times and yep. just you know just talking and crying and be like, "Can I ever stop crying?" Yeah. But 
but yeah, it, it is those awkward moments when you when you're talking to somebody and maybe you you're not as you know talkative or open as is 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 me. Thanks, mom. Um, but but, <laughs> but because of it, you know, you might be a little apprehensive on talking. So I, I can see that. So just doing art could be a to be a way to just kind of open up. So mm-hmm. now, how I guess I guess my question is, I can see how. Especially when I think about that, I would think about it how it'd be really beneficial for 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 kids. And I got and I got you know you know my kids you know starting, um, you know probably trying to start in therapy soon, and, and they don't necessarily like to talk, but then you kind of get them into it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? And I don't know if you work work with primarily adults or kids or a, a combination of the two, but is, is there is there like a difference where when it comes to adults in in, in doing it, or they are they a little apprehensive about doing the art? to open up um so the setting that i work in i work in a behavioral hospital okay um the youngest i've worked with is four and then we go all the way up okay and the only difference is that sometimes i be some adults i come across i'm like you act worse than the kids <laughs> <laughs> well that's true <laughs> so I'm just like, it depends on the group that i have at the time it varies like kids can be apprehensive teenagers can be apprehensive the same way like adults are it's just about like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like, it just, it melds together. It just depends. Like, okay, today I have a group who's super creative. Yay. That's awesome. But then I like, I might have a group that's not super creative. So I'm just like, well, let's, let's see how this goes. We're going to ease on into it. I'm not really going to force anything. It might be a little more casual. They might just want to do a coloring sheet today, but no, I don't, I honestly don't see a difference. I, I feel like with kids, they strive more to, hey, Miss P, look what I made. They're more excited to show me their stuff compared to like working with adults. So they're looking like to please and the adults like, I'm a I'm an adult, this is for children. And I'm just like, no, art is not just for kids. You're right, so right. It, 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 it's a mix. It just depends. Because I might work with a patient who has some acuity and they're, creating just as messily as my six-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so if 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 i was in art therapy I, I i think for me because i'm more of an art appreciator than an art creator <laughs> so for me i think i would be a little apprehensive you know in showing my work because look i i can draw the same way um now at 42 that I that I was drawing, you know, it at, at, at six. It's the same little circle stick characters and everything. And I used to drop, draw them on a on a skateboard and everything. I will accept <laughs> all of it. I always tell people I am not an art teacher. I am an art therapist. You are not getting a grade. I am not judging you off of your ability to do whatever art style it is. I just want you to at least try. And then if you're able to explain to me and break things down. You did. You accomplished it. Right. Like I don't care if it's the whole stick scenery and all that type of stuff. It's like you tried. You put forth the effort. You address whatever the topic or the focus of the art making uh, activity was. I take that. I accept that. See, see, that's what I'm talking about, Pierre. So, <laughs> so now I feel a whole lot better about it. Like I, like I might just draw something later. Just it, just it, just take a picture of it and send it to you. Just, just you know, look, just look at that. Did. Oh, no, look at you. <laughs> look at you. And I throw some stuff out there. Look at you. Yeah. I like the little shading you did. Little shade situations, secondary, complementary colors. Okay, mm, I see mm, you. Mm. See, I see. I, I like you using the terminology. So I, it's gonna make me feel good <laughs> as an artist because usually, you know, I just put that sun up in the corner right there, so I don't have to draw a whole sun. It just, it just peeking down. So that, that's how my, that's how my creative style is. That's how I like to lock it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I've been like. Tell me more. Really? Okay. All right. But what if we what if we try to do a whole sun next time? No? Okay. okay. Right. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. All right. So so you, you, you get people in. I guess it I guess it helps with the communication. So what what happens? I guess is the the, the the therapy is happening, you know, is it like a skill? Obviously it's a skill that, that you have that you have and acquired that when you give someone an exercise on the art, the second part of it is, is the actual communication of it and, and then mm-hmm. getting getting to the feeling. So so how how does that transition 
um, work? I'm, I'm, so, I am completely curious with that. No, you're uh, so everyone's curious to that part because sometimes the there might not be a conversation about the art at the end. Okay. Sometimes the conversation might be had while we're making the art. So I can go to, so let's say I'm working with my adolescents and we're just having a very creative, relaxing group. I call it creative relaxation. And so what that is, is I just bring a bunch of different art materials and they can go get whatever art material they want to use for the day. And while we're sitting in our group, we're just having a natural, casual conversation. I might ask some questions depending on what they bring up in the conversation and we go from there. I'll do a check-in. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling really bad today. What happened? I got a horrible phone call from my mom, and then we'll go from there. But while we're making the art, I don't care what they're doing. It's just that it's – well, I do care, but I'm not focused on the art. Like, oh, what coloring pages you choose? Oh, why did you feel like you chose that? No, it's just like we're having that natural conversation. But then I've also done groups where, okay, we're going to focus – on my favorite one is a it's a postcard so you write a postcard to someone who has um supported you who has may have hurt you emotionally or physically who has you know or you have hurt them you have the opportunity to choose you can also write a postcard to yourself one side you have the letter on the other side you have the art and that will be a conversation about the art so who did you choose to write your letter to and talk about the process of going through that and stuff like that so it just it it depends and sometimes I do it while they're making the art and so for the postcard situation as they're writing it I might oh who, who did you choose and they'll tell me and they'll give me a little background and I'll let them know okay I'm gonna come back I want you to finish but I want to come back I'm gonna finish this conversation and then once they're done they say Miss P I want to share with you you know let's have a conversation about it and I'm like okay let's break it down what happened who is this person and what do they, you know, add to your life or what, who did you hurt or something like whatever they chose. So it, it works both ways. So through the process or after the process. Okay. Okay. I mean, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And um, it makes sense to me because a lot of, a lot of times when you're, when you're actually working on something when you're distracted, when you focus on something, it, it's less, less anxiety about, mm-hmm. you know, revealing stuff because you kind of just talking as you as you drawing or as you creating or as you finger painting or, or whatever so uh it makes a lot of sense i mean a lot of times when i'm nervous about talking to somebody let, let's say I'm, I'm doing a podcast episode or something like that and i'm i'm, I'm preparing and I, I didn't have my whole preparation like i was supposed to yeah. as i said earlier um you know, I, oh, my shoulders are up like this, I'm, and I'm really tense. But you know, maybe I'm like, re, you know, reviewing stuff, or as you're talking to me, I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, oh, that's a good question to ask. <laughs> and so now, and so now, you know, I'm doing these follow-up questions, and, and I feel the shoulders getting a little bit more and more relaxed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in the groove now. So sometimes, I guess, a lot of times that that distraction where people don't have to focus in and and really think mm-hmm. about it really kind of relaxes them to kind of open up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, you, it's, you, you, you had me sold on art therapy once you told me that I didn't have to, uh, you know, be skillful in art because uh, I was, I, I was nervous. All that matters. That. Yeah, I was nervous with that. All right. So what? what so I'm, I, I'm guessing it's not just drawing. So what? What forms of art do you utilize in in order to, you know? I'm not going to say therapatize because I know it's not a word. Um, <laughs> in <order> to <laughs> provide therapy to people that may need therapy. See, I said that better. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it incorporates all visual art making. Okay. So I can do collaging. I can do um, needle and thread work. I've done, I've done a range of things. Like, I'm just like, Oh, a lot of things. Like we use model magic. We use oil pastels. I'm trying to think because working in a behavior hospital, you're limited to what you can use. Mm-hmm. But then I've also worked in a school setting. Right. So within a school setting, I've had them, I've taught them how to sew. I've taught them kind of warm up art techniques like contour drawing. We use model magic to make masks. We did like a big mural together within the behavioral hospital setting 
you can't use like needles and threads and stuff like right, that. Right, so right. we, I just focus on using the markers, the watercolor paints, and the oil pastel stencils. It's just a range of things. But when I'm deciding on, I think what happens is I'll see an art activity. I might be on Pinterest or something. Mm-hmm. People always ask, where do you get your ideas from? Pinterest, Google, books. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll see an idea and then I'm like, oh, that's really cute. How can I make that therapeutic? And then I'll flip it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. Or I might come across like a topic. Like one thing I really want to do is take disposable cameras and I want them to go around like for a week or whatever and they have to take a picture of a specific emotion that is something and then like that like why did you capture this picture to represent anger or why did you you take this picture but it's a disposable camera so you don't know what it's going to look like until after right and i don't that's like an idea that i have in my head but i don't know why i want to do that so bad i actually like that idea that's that's great no it's so cool because like it's like today you get the you know digital camera get it to delete it but you're like no it's very intentional it's a very intentional activity but i just kind of like we use like our therapists use a lot of materials there's also our therapists who use nature so using the leaves using um sticks you find rocks stuff like that it's just anything that is visual art related that's what we do so um that's that's interesting so it's um it's really dependent on what the what what the the creativity of the art therapist and what and what they're what they're into and and, and you know well not what, even that it's just like what are they trying to like what it's always about like okay if I use this what am I trying to kind of provide for the individual I'm working with how can this art activity or how can this material work best for the individual there are certain times where I don't allow like my younger kids or my patients who um are more acute um who are suffering from different psychoses i won't allow paints because they get overwhelmed with the paint and they make more of a mess so we have to work our way up to using the paint or let's say maybe one of my younger kids play-doh they're a little more impulsive so they're like smushing into the table and stuff like that so i'm like we're gonna work our way up to using these materials and so you as our therapist you're like assessing who you're working with, what'll be beneficial, what do you want to introduce, what do you want them to gain from using this art material, and what do you want them to gain from like creating this material. This is this is really interesting because 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 you have done it in schools and because you've you've done it in, in a uh, uh, behavioral hospital, and then I think you you do like you know it, it, events, um, specialized mm-hmm. events too. So you really you really got to kind of know. Um, the audience in in which is you know and then and then kind of tailor it toward towards yeah. that. That's yeah, that's like like a lot though. Like it's like I mean, look, you do it and it, and it's and it's done well. I mean, I, I be all on your Instagram, so I see it. So you do it and it's done well, but that seems like a lot to 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 juggle in your head. Like how do you how do you do that? Okay, well it's funny because you know you be on my reels and stuff and the um, the. The recent reel I did where like regular creatives will call their events like art therapy mm-hmm. and then where I we and that's a, that's a very big topic something that I we discussed in like when I was in graduate school a lot of people use the term art therapy loosely but they don't realize like the education and the thought process that goes into what an art, actual art therapist does mm-hmm. so art therapy and therapeutic art two different things as an art therapist we are taught and we have to juggle all of those things when deciding on what we're going to do not just okay guys let's be free and creative and here you go we're going to relax no like it's you're thinking like from the beginning okay i'm going to touch on this topic and we're going to start it this way there are therapists who focus on like trauma on like that's their focus like using art therapy for trauma, like victims who've experienced trauma. So they are very intentional about, okay, if I use this or if I, you know, bring this around, can I, use, you know, textures and way things feel and stuff like that. And I've worked in a school with children with autism. So it's just like, okay, we're going to practice communication. How can I manipulate certain materials? And they don't like to be messy. Let's, you know, let's try not to be as messy, but I want them to experience what that is and processing that. 
So it is a lot, but it's really fun. I think the best part about being an art therapist is coming up with the art activities. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and I can see that, and I, and I can see, I can see actually you being a little, a little, a little frustrated that people will say, will use the term art therapist, uh, art therapy, um, you know, so loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 kind of it's kind of how I feel about people who who use the term depression. Oh, I'm so depressed. Mm, are you? Or are you sad? Because because yeah, yeah. I I deal with severe depression and yeah. I I've been diagnosed. I know what that looks like. It just looks like you just are upset about something. So I can I can see that because I, and, and now that you bring it up, I've adult coloring books. So I've mm-hmm. I've, I've 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 heard you know people they'll they'll buy adult. I've I've literally witnessed people buy an adult coloring book and they're you know coloring the book and they're just like. Yeah, this is my art therapy, and so I I don't know if that's that would be like something that just would see you just like like you you just really I like, like adult so I like adult coloring books. I just if they sat with an actual art therapist, they would like realize, whoa, adult coloring books is not my art therapy. It right. is my coping skill. <laughs> right, right. It is how right. I cope with feeling overstimulated, feeling stressed. It is your coping skill. So I'm just like, no, it's your coping skill. It's what you use as a coping skill. It's what, whenever I have patients who are like, Miss P, I really get frustrated. Okay, here's this entangle to try, you know, outside of working with me. Use it as your coping skill. This is how you use it healthy. When you're trying to get frustrated, you go to your Zentangle, you go to your adult coloring book. So no, I appreciate it. I just, when people say, this is my art therapy, I'm going to have art therapy. I'm like, you're missing a therapist. Ain't no therapy happening. You cannot have art therapy, people, without an art therapist. Stop doing that. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. I I got you, girl. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. (laughs) All right, so I want to hear this from you. What is the worst thing that you have heard in regards to people's assumptions about art therapy? I know, you, I know you probably got at least 10 off the top of your head. You And you can rattle off as many as possible. I don't, you don't know. No, it's me. not even like that many. They just keep saying the same things. <laughs> they just, oh, wow. You must be really good with crayons. <laughs> I use more than crayons. I mean, I'm very skilled at ceramics. <laughs> or it's just like, oh, that is so beautiful. Where are we all in? Like, it's not a bad thing that I'm an art therapist and or this. Like, who do you work with? And I'm like, I work with kids and adults. That must be very hard. Actually, it's kind of fun. I mean, right. it, I I prefer the patients more than like the administration. Then they're fun. Right, right. They just it, yeah. That's the main one. Oh no, but the worst one is like, can you like if I show you my art, can you diagnose me? <laughs> I hear that all the time, but it's the worst one. I'm like, that is not how it works. Or they'd be like, ooh, I shouldn't let you see my art. You might think I'm crazy. You might send me to Rooney I'm like, not how it works, sir. So, what, are you feeling in some type of way, though? So are they are they confusing the, the, the you know, the... The things I, I, I forgive me because I forgot the terminology. I wasn't prepared. The the, the, the ink the ink blots that, that people are looking at and, and are they confusing that? They oh Maybe. I gotta draw that and then you gotta and then you're gonna analyze it and be like, hey, you're insane. Like you like I, you can sit there and say all that from. I have no clue because it's so funny because people think I can diagnose them through their artwork, but I've come across patients who have who are struggling with like schizophrenia or. Um, like bipolar disorder in the active manic state and they've created the most beautiful artwork mm. and i'm just like you know that doesn't determine like right. your mental state right. because they're like i've and working in the behavioral hospital there are some amazing artists yeah and if you like see their art and if if it's based off of like how your art looks you know you wouldn't think there's anything wrong with them right by the art that they make Right. You wouldn't think that they're severely suicidal and they made an attempt of like weeks ago because right. they're creating portraits of their, you know, their staff member, other patients in the space, or they're creating like these amazing like sceneries. You wouldn't think that they were on the street homeless, but naked at a gas station. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think that from their artwork. And then, so I'm just like, that's not how it works. I can assess people through specific art activity, like art directives, but I can't say, oh yeah, you're schizophrenic, you're bipolar. You need, you know, you need Medicaid. I can't, I can't do that. Right, right. I, I, I think that's that's an important thing that you're bringing up there because, um, you, you, you work, you work in a uh, behavioral hospital. I, I have spent time in a behavioral hospital. I was there for like five days in two thousand fourteen. That sounds right, two thousand fourteen. Okay. So, it, it being there. I, I I met some of the most creative people. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. even it wasn't even like it was just like on some. Oh, let me stay away. I'm gonna stay here. I, first of all, I'm in there for a reason. <laughs> so that's one thing. And then, yeah. and then, but two, it was like I I literally was like a fly on the wall listener and just listening to some of the most creative people. So you're right. You cannot. People have this thing about about mental health and and these these these. Um, these generalizations that they have about it, where it's like, oh, well, well, this is how the person is if if, if you're schizophrenic or or you you know you have you know multiple personalities or you know you you depressed or you know you know whatever, and so, but they don't they don't get that at the at the at the beginning of it where where it all starts is that people are human and people have different strengths and in, in, yeah. in areas of opportunity and and talents and, and whatever so. I like that you that you that you say that and, and you, that you can you always advocate for both the the patients that you do service and, and, and the kids that that you interact with. So see, it's beautiful yeah. stuff right there, man. Yeah, movies and TVs have definitely skewed mm-hmm. mental health, and I think that's that's what keeps people away from addressing their own personal struggles with mental health. Yeah, based off of what they see, like they've seen or see on TV or yeah. in a movie. It's like, oh, I don't want to be like them. Right. Like, what was it? Uh, the Jack Nicholson one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. yeah, that was for a period of time what people thought. I exactly. Mean, no, no, no. Some of them they're a little risky. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like the mm-hmm. history of mental health and the facilities. Yes. Yeah. Sketchy. But yeah. not all, and not all the people in those facilities are there to harm or manipulate. I'm there to help. So there are other people who are there to help. So yes. Well, I, I'm glad that you that you brought up uh, talking about the, the one of your your latest reels because, you know, like I said, I was I was all on on your on your IG, um, <laughs> you know, and, and and I and I looked at I looked at one of your reels and you just finished kind of having um, a, a self care day, mm-hmm. and um, and so the I think the real was that you were you were getting back to 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 uh one of your coworkers who who was kind of hitting you up and you were like well you had you know disconnected so you could have your self self care day and, and and to come back to that once you felt you were able to mm-hmm. and so i mean it spoke to me as, as like i said i i had a i had a rough week this week um i ended up um traveling last week to go my, my mom had a procedure you know, minor, but still, she was. You know, I had yeah. to be there, had to be there for mom. You know, um, you know, my my went to go visit my daughter, watch her watch her at a, her volleyball game, and I wanted to be there for her. She's she's fourteen. She has so much responsibility and everything. Um, so I, I wanted to be there for her. So it's driving from Atlanta to Shreveport, Louisiana, which is eight hours, Ooh, and, then, Lord. and then taking a, a you know, then driving to Dallas, Texas, you know, you know, in, in that area and being there, and then and then, was, boop, boop, right. Boop. All right, and then oh, some of my friends want to see me, you know. So let me had a quick reunion and talked and talked to everybody, and I, and I did that. And then I, all right, let me drive back. Okay, let me try to do a little, you know, a little health thing. So I'm I'm, st- I'm still trying to lose this weight and try to try to get healthy. So I'm, I'm gonna do that. All right, now I got to drive eight hours back, and I think by the time I got back home, even and then people were still hitting me up. People, I I, I made the the horrible horrible mistake of of making a real saying that I was in Shreveport and in Dallas and uh, and I got tore a new asshole because of the fact that I said that. And so everybody was like, well, why did you come see me? So You ain't come see me. Yo. And and the pressure, you know, that added with with, with the already pressure that I have on myself and, and the other things that's, that's warming in my life, I, I was in bed. Like, I was in bed. Like, it, it, it was not a very productive week, but I got through the week. And, um, and so when you said something about self care, it, it, it made me realize I need to talk 
to you because because let me tell you an opportunity for me self-care because i don't i don't do well in self-care i've been asking these same questions about self-care for a while i see self-care you say it your words this is what you said because i'm going by what you said you said that self-care ain't necessarily just ma- you know mask and massages and things of that nature sometimes it could just be doing a load of laundry that's what you had said because i had because yeah. i do the research and i did what i had said yeah, yeah, i did that yeah, research so i guess the question is self-care how how, how when w- when do you feel like you need self-care and then what do you, and, and what like i guess I guess self-care looks different for everybody. So what, you know, what are some things that people can do for self-care that may not be the whole, I'm going to get a massage or I'm going to sit there and, you know, be a face mask or go to some kind of spa. So I think it's being able to acknowledge when you are mentally tired and physically tired and being honest with yourself and saying, oh, damn, I'm tired. I need to chill. I've been doing a lot this week. And then from there, identifying the things that you've neglected. So sometimes I'll realize I'll go like three days and only have drank just one of these a day. Mm -hmm. So for me, that'll be, okay, I'm not drinking water. I'm going to intentionally make sure I'm drinking water. You know, that's Mm self-care. I'm I'm making sure I'm staying hydrated because I've neglected that. I'm realizing I'm a little extra parched more than usual. Self-care could be i have not been going to sleep early enough i'm going to make myself go to bed early instead of pushing that one o'clock i'm going to go to sleep at 10 o'clock recently i have started back cooking because i have not i've been eating out a lot because i'm on the move and i just don't feel like cooking but i'm just like i need to stop because i'm realizing my stomach's a little upset acne's you know thrown off just be real honest like girl you just feel a little icky let me, let me cook a meal. Like, mm-hmm. let me get back to doing that. But it's being able to, like, just sit with yourself or just acknowledge I'm I'm missing something. Something is missing. Something I'm not doing like I'm supposed to. So you not seeing your friends, that was fine. You choosing sleep was your self-care. Because you were bopping around, bouncing around, and you was tired. Yeah. So it's just being able to, like, okay, I need to start focusing on this specific thing. And I'm going to intentionally do it. It's being intentional about the thing that you do to make you feel good about yourself in a healthy manner. I say healthy because, yes, some people use weed. You know, they say, this is my self-care smoking weed. But you can also use weed as a form to just dismiss certain things. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes I'm like, I want to go to bed early. Let me take an edible, you know? Right. Because I do want to sleep. So that's Boom, but in a healthy manner. Yeah, I think I think it's important, and, and it's like that's, um, you know, when, when I when, when you start using like different things as almost crutches, I think I think I think that's when you 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 go on a slippery slope where it's like, oh, I I, I had a rough day, I need to this is how I cope. And, and granted, there's gonna be times, and there has been times, and it's gonna <laughs> continue to be times where I might have a rough day. I'm like, you know what? Uh, this tequila is looking real good right now. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have some tequila, and I'm gonna be relaxed, or I'm. A, I might have a half a bottle of wine, or I'm gonna be relaxed, right? But at the same time, like I know for me personally, this is my general rule, um, because uh, I got. I have. I know that I have an addictive personality, and I know that it. You know, a lot of these things run in my family. I am. If I know that I am feeling some type of way for more than a, a day, the same thing that if, if I did an unhealthy thing, like maybe I ate a whole, not a whole kilo of pie, but I might have had like it most happens. of it. You it know? happens. Okay, cool. cool. I'm gonna judge me. Thank you. Thank you. So if I <laughs> ate a whole kilo of pie, <laughs> <laughs> or, or if I had a half a bottle of wine, that, that behavior is not going to happen on day two. Like day two, you have to find something healthy. Day, day two, uh, take your ass to the gym. Uh, or let's, let's go for a walk. Let's, well, let's take a Claritin first because it's, it's allergies out here. It's crazy. But now after that, <laughs> after that, go take a walk. You know what I mean? You know, burn off some some of that pie that you that you apparently consumed the, the whole thing of. So that's something that, that I know that I I'll do. So you making me feel a little bit better about self care because I 
I get guilty. I feel I I legit feel guilty, and I and even this week, like mm-hmm. I knew how tired I was. I recognized how tired I was, but um, when I look at the stuff that I want to do for a podcast for my podcast, and, and especially things that I want to do to grow my podcast, and I know it's just me, so I'm, I'm, I know I need to push forward on a lot of things. And I got like, if you saw my to do list on my phone, you'd be like, you 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 probably would therapize me right then and there because it'll be, it'll be it'll be some problems but um I, there's a certain guilt that that i that i have with self-care so maybe not everybody feels that way but but no. how do how how do how do people cope with that guilt no you i hear that i hear that anytime i have like so working with my adults i hear that all the time mm-hmm. taking care of yourself because in our society today, you have to be on the move. You got to provide. If you're a parent, you're constantly providing for your children. You don't be viewed as a bad parent. Oh, you didn't you didn't do this thing for your child, or oh, you have a partner. You got to do these things for your partner or for your work. You don't want to be like seen as lazy. It is a very common thing that I hear that people feel guilty for taking care of themselves because if you focus on yourself, you might be viewed as selfish or narcissistic, which is whole another situation but it's it's none of that you are taking care of yourself because if you're not able to take care of yourself how are you supposed to provide and do for others how are you supposed to have the mental capacity the physical strength you know the emotional capacity to deal with your child throwing a tantrum if you're tired you are going to overreact a small situation which makes your child overreact their small situation it's just a whole big just explosion Mm -hmm. And so, no, it's a common thing that I hear people feel guilty, but it's because that is what our society has been built on. Looking towards others versus ourselves. That's true. That's true. Because I, um, I, every time, every time I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take time for, for me and maybe a phone call comes in, I'm like, oh, this person, I know they're going through it right now. I need to really talk to them. I just I really ain't got the strength to do it right now, and I'm like, and I and I and I look at the phone as it's ringing. If I the third ring, I had to make a decision if I'm going to answer this phone call or I'm, I'm gonna mute it. Um, and I just and I might mute it and I just put the phone down, and just just look up like oh, you are such a dis-. like like that's yeah, that's me shaking it off. I love I love being like, do I feel like talking right now? No, nah, I'll just send a text saying I'm busy, or <laughs> no, I ain't feel like talking right now. I love doing that. I yeah. love, and I'll sit there and I'll decide, like, do I feel like, nope, no, I don't. Hey, can't talk right now. Catch you later. Yeah. And leave it at that. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting better. It's I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm trying to convince you or me, but I'm getting better. You trying to convince yourself? You're trying to convince me. <laughs> this is your life. <laughs> this is your life. But no, like you're not wrong. I know. After my dad passed, I went. My self-care, I was drinking a lot. I was drinking a lot more than, like, my entire entirety of life. Right. And I was like, I need to stop. I need to stop drinking. Because, you know, it was nice to just be loose and have fun. But I was like, ooh, girl, this ain't it. Because you just going to start just, just that's just going to be your thing. Just drinking all the time. So I and was very intentional about not drinking. Because I realized, okay, no, that's not it. That's just. Okay, we gotta we gotta be coherent. We gotta take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like like um you know art has actually you know been a, a good coping mechanism for you? Because even even outside of you doing art therapy, um like I saw like you know you recently you know you know was doing some self care like you did you did the art and then you had a you was having a picnic going on right then you know mm-hmm. and everything. So do you feel like um because and I asked this question because, look, if if I let's say I work at a call center, and I and I and I spend all my day talking, when I get home, don't fucking call me, like text me, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't want to talk to you because I've been talking all day. Is is yeah. it like that with art therapy that you've been um, doing it for? So you, you may not do it for your actual self care. Okay, so. I think a lot has transitioned from like COVID and then like the, my life has been life in. Mm-hmm. So I have not been in the mood to make art. I've been doing everything besides making art. So at one point I was, I could separate my art therapy from my own personal art practice. Right. But as of lately, 
I'm struggling with getting back into art. I started a whole new painting and I, in my head, I have a whole plan and everything and it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to sit down and do it. I want to do everything else but sit down and do it. Mm -hmm. But when I do force myself to sit down and do it, it feels it feels so good. It feels nice to get back into it. It's like it's just chill. I just like this is my art. This is my me time. I might throw on a movie and I just it feels good. I just I need to get back into it. No, and that's what I've been struggling with lately. No, I I get that because um, before I got into podcasting, you know, I I, I I call myself a writer. You know what I mean? Like so, I I you know I, I struggled actually. Acknowledging that I was a writer, I just told to my therapist I was a person. But you just said writes. it. You did so good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so very much. You did but, so good. <laughs> but no. But I. But yeah. So I was writing, and I, and I wrote a lot of you know, I wrote a lot of my blogs and everything. But it got to be to a point where, again, number driven society. I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at, at at views and clicks and all this other stuff. So, you know, it got to be to a point where instead of me writing about stuff that I wanted to write about or not necessarily write in a blog format just to kind of mm-hmm. get it out and just you know for it to be therapeutic i i couldn't push myself to write and, and quite frankly i i've told people um like like my friend jessica that i, I just i just went to that her thing like oh i'm, I'm gonna try to write for your magazine like i want to i want to start you know writing again and and I, I hadn't been able to sit there and do it like the only the only, the, the only time that i've done it uh, fairly recently was uh, last winter, and that was I was really going through like seasonal depression is real, right? Yes, and so and so I'm going, and I don't even know how you even do it in Chicago. Like I would, I would be sick. Oh my, I, it's my September is cold, so I would already be anyway. That's a whole different. I mean, we good right now, <laughs> <laughs> but. But I got um like I was going through it and then I I, I had promised one of my friends who 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 has this this nonprofit um uh, you know um uh, thing what has to do with you know mental health and, and helping pay for people's people to go to therapy. Um uh, I said that I was gonna write a blog for her and I don't okay. and, and I don't think she was expecting it, you know, and everything, but I was just like I'm already sitting here walking and I'm trying to avoid talking to people because every time I even look at a person right now, I'm crying. So I'm, I'm like, let me just, let me, let me go back home and write all this stuff out. And that, yeah. and so that was cool to do that. And I'm, and I, and I want to get more intentional about that, but I, I'm saying all that to say, I get it because it's a difference between when you, when you doing it for yeah. like some sort of, you know, uh, I don't, I'm not making a whole lot of money, right? But I was like, I was saying, like, it's it's different when you sit there doing it, you know, for a, that particular purpose. Where I'm just like, let me just journal, because I don't even want to journal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's funny because sometimes I'll be like, man, I don't want to go to work, and then I do my first group, and I'm sitting in the group doing something with the patients, and I'm like, I feel good again. Uh, I like yeah. my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about the gym because I hate going to the gym. <laughs> And I'm like, I do not want to go. And I wake up at five thirty. I'm like, I uh, fuck the gym. I don't want to go. Five thirty. I've been making myself like the last a few weeks going like now. Now again, this week was a rough week, so I didn't make every five thirty session. This time, I, sometimes I had to do the afternoon. So early. It's so early. But 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 okay. I'm, I'm gonna peel back the layers and, and tell you why okay. I'm doing this because okay. I am an analyst by by trade and by nature. Like, this is what okay. I do. I'm, I'm endless. Two, I'm slightly obsessive. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty much obsessive. So, because when I got this Apple Watch, and I decided that I was going to sit there and, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight, I'm going to try to get my diabetes under control, and I'm going to try to to burn, like, a 1,000 calories for, you know, 365 days. So, it got to be a, to a point where I'm trying to burn these calories, even though I've been... I might drive to Streetport and drive eight hours, and I'm still going to rest stops and, and walking around because I'm trying to burn these calories, and and so, and so now I, I get I get to that point. I'm like, all right, I gotta gotta burn these calories, and I, and I got tired of staying up to about ten thirty, trying to walk around my my, my apartment complex to do it. So I'm like, well, let, maybe if I get up early, maybe I might actually get some sleep, and then I'll do it. And, and so when I look at my Apple Watch when I wake up that early, and I didn't burn like. 400, 500, 600 calories. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
I can I can start working on podcast stuff because I got the I got four hundred calories in like twelve hours. I can do that. <laughs> this is light work right there. So I, I so long story less long. I do it because I'm insane. <laughs> so. okay. You know, more power to you. I I that's early. <laughs> I am not a morning person either. It's so early. No, it's not even that. It's the, because I naturally wake up at like seven. Mm-hmm. One, because I have my cat, mm-hmm. but I naturally wake up at seven. It's just the getting up and doing things immediately yeah. when you wake up. Because I'm, if I wake up at 530, I'm a leisure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be ready in two hours. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm more like that. So that that's the thing. Like, if if I if I woke up this morning to go to the gym... Like I woke, let's say I woke up at nine. If I went to the gym around like 10, 30, 11, I probably would perform so well in the gym because I didn't, I didn't took my time to get up. I, you know, I watched a little bit of TikTok, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we check on, check on my fancy football teams, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm doing whatever. So it's, I'm trying to make a lifestyle change. You got this. Thank I'm you. leaving you. Thank you. I'm I'm glad because that, that makes one of us right now on, on this on this mic. <laughs> yeah. All right, because you will see. Okay, see. All right, all right. I'm going to the gym after this. Wait, hold on. What time is it? <laughs> you know, because it closed early today. So, I, you know what? I, I I'm I'm gonna do some push-ups. I, I got I got my my yoga mat right here. So I, I, I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. Before I. Before we we go, I got a couple more things that I want to talk to you about because I want to I want to cover because I'm like I said I'm on I'm on your IG you know I follow you want to sit there and and I'll, and I'll make sure to put it in the show notes to give you opportunity to promote all your stuff okay. but I want to sit there and talk about some unpopular opinions and get your reaction to it and it's based upon your 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 IG profile and your and your reel so unpopular opinion. Uh, and I think we talked talked about this. We talked about this earlier, so I'll, I'll just throw it out there again: art event versus art therapy. <laughs> so, you, you, so we 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 already covered that, right? We we don't we, art. You doing art is 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 a coping mechanism. It is not. It could, be, it could listen. It could be therapeutic. Yeah. But art therapy involves an art therapist because our therapist will ask you those questions and start making you think and they will push you to think a certain way i think that people miss the point of like having our therapist that that person is there to push you to ideas and thoughts that you won't have on your own Mm, exactly exactly which is what a therapist does anyway exactly right all right second one i think we covered this one too um art therapists as seen as art teachers. Yeah. <laughs> the whole breath was taken. <laughs> You're not getting a grade. <laughs> I mean, I might show you how to do something, but I don't care if you do it right. <laughs> I, I did it. have that post, didn't I? <laughs> you did. You did. You did. I, I love I love your Instagram. Okay. Um, and this is one for me. Like, this is one for me. So I feel you on this one. All right. When people say stuff like they're triggered about something, when it's really just them being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's such a loose word. Because if people don't forget that where I work, I work at a behavioral hospital. I work with teens. And they'd be like, Miss P, she triggering me chewing her food like that. No, you just, just say she's annoying you. Just say she irritates you because she's smacking. She's not triggering you. It, it's min- they minimize the word because I've also seen patients who were triggered by an argument because they come from a domestic household right. and they fall into a panic attack and I have to go console them and bring them back to reality. Right. That's that's really tri- like let me tell you something. I hate the word trigger. Like when some if I'm having a conversation with somebody and somebody says trigger, I is shut down. Like I am shut down. I am seeing a black 
black background and just stars in the sky. I, I listen to nothing you say. I'm just, it angers me. Like it makes my blood boil. Do I hate the word you know, trigger? And, and I get, I get that. Tri- I get that triggered. Like, oh yes, this chemical reaction triggered this other. But it right. depends on the context that you're using it. And generally, right, right. people are trying to use it in the context of a mental, emotional state. So when you're trying to use the term trigger in the mental and emotional state, you need to use it right. right. You need to use it right because if you're using it incorrectly, it minimizes the term triggered for mental and emotional kind of a state for people who do experience that. And so when they do say these are my triggers, oh you're just being you're just being you're just doing the most. It's just like no, this like no, like you're just doing the most. And it's just like no, no. Cuz I've also seen that where people are like I'm uncomfortable I like telling people what my triggers are because they judge me or they tell me I'm being dramatic or looking for attention, but these are my actual triggers. Right. One, because people have used the term trigger so loosely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I wish on that. Like I hate I hate the word trigger used incorrectly worse than I hear worse than hearing the word depressed used incorrectly. Like that yeah. that's and I never thought that, that would that would go that would above and depressing. Yeah, I never thought that would happen. But yeah. everyone needs an emotional wheel to carry around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Look up. It's an emotional wheel, and it has like three layers. So it's like one little one, and then you like branch. Like, are you feeling angry? And if you choose angry, then it branches to a second layer. And then once you find a word from that, then you can go to the third layer. And that's a great way to identify how you're feeling. Oh, I like that. Everyone should Google. All right. <laughs> Who about to do that after this? After this conversation, it's me. All right, hold on. <laughs> emotional wheel. Let me just write that the down. Bo- right. Emotional wheel. It's, it's like three little circles inside. Like the, the three circles. It's really great. I've done it with my patients, and they're like, "Wow, I didn't realize." Like, yeah, so mm. many different terminologies See, I, for anger. See, I, I love I love when you teach me stuff. Like this, this is fantastic. Okay. All right. Um. Woo! You get paid as an art therapist. <laughs> y'all, y'all can see this face. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> mental health field and the education field were very important for yeah, society. Exactly. Financially, we are not. Right. Just take, take, take. Right. I do not. I'm not rolling in dough. I still babysit on the side. And I like I like the little girl babysit for. Been babysitting her since I was in graduate school. I'm okay continuing to do it, but, still, but that's a reality. Yeah. I have several little side pockets that I do. But still, yeah. look, we we got to do a better job at at, <laughs> at mental health um, care professionals and teachers. You're right because I got a couple teachers um, that I'm related to, a couple sisters that are, that are teachers, and um, you're right. It is it is essential in our society and. They don't be making no money, and, and I hate it. But I, I, I don't have any money to give y'all. Otherwise, I would. Okay. It's not, but, it's not you. Yeah, all right? I got like a, I got like a couple of dollars. I, it, I could cash up to like three dollars or something. It's, it's, it's not you. Okay, okay? we need okay. voters to pay attention to what they vote for. Yeah, no, true, true. Okay, the, the last one. Um, therapy is for people with real problems. Mm, the eyes roll back for this one, y'all. The eyes roll back. Okay. So listen. Why wait till the problem is too big? Right. Because if the problem is too big, then you win a situation that you shouldn't be in. And it'll just be a lot worse. I, why wait till the last minute? You know what I'm saying? Right. Why procrastinate? There are therapists out there who assist you with work-life situations. So... Let's say you're having stress at work. You can find a therapist for that who focuses on helping you deal with your work. You know, let's say you're dealing with a recent passing, grief. Now, and grief is not limited to somebody dying. Grief could be you've lost your friend, like a relationship with someone, like you're no longer friends with someone. That is a grief. Let's say you've been friends since second grade. Y'all are no longer friends now. That's a grief experience. You lost a family pet. That is grief. Like grief comes in so many forms. They have therapists for that. Let's just say you just feeling like you need someone to talk to. They got therapists for that. You just want to talk to someone. That's a therapist. Right. 
But I'm going to say, why wait to the last minute till it's too late? You might be end up in jail or in a behavioral health center. Right. Because you were avoiding so many things. Right. No, you 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 you're right, and I and and um just just keep it all the way a hundred. Like it it's especially in black culture, like the the fight to get people to, to go to therapy. And the, the 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 one thing that I that I say all the time. Now, granted, I need to get back in therapy. Like I, I I'm waiting on my my insurance card right now, like in the mail, cause I cause I'm about. To, I get that's the hard part. Of yeah. going to therapy. Yeah, but I but I I I but I tell people all the time, I'm like. Now, when you when you ain't feeling well, you'll go to the doctor. Like when you're physically not feeling well, you go to the doctor. Like so, if you struggling with something, you just gonna sit there and just 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 sit with it. When you got professionals that's there to help. Mm, my yeah. brain is going somewhere else in its religion, and I don't think we have time for that conversation. <laughs> so, oh, so what you saying is I need to bring you back so we can have that conversation. <laughs> Is that what you say? You okay, okay. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> because listen, you can have God, you can have a therapist as well. Exactly, exactly. But 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 it, but that's that's actually where I was going with that too. Because you know, we just pray about it. It happens all a whole time, or you ain't praying hard enough. And I'm just like, but I um, I mean, I, I'm first of all, how are you gauging how much I'm praying? How do you know? But second of all, like I still the, the here's the argument I use for this. And I know okay. we're going down a rabbit hole, but I, whatever. So here's the argument I use for that. If, if, just, if, it's, if it's about God, it's about religion, and you need to pray and all this other stuff. Bible say God helps those who help themselves. So why don't you help yourself by going to get a therapist? You said it. Because <laughs> I, I always ask that question. You've got to put in work. I'm not a very religious person. Yeah. Grew up in the church. Hey, but yeah. in my brain, I'm like, why would you wait for someone to do all the work when you could do half the work and the other half of the work right because you would do that with physical work you you would you would try to do all the work you would do you would split it up with somebody so you why would you, somebody. why won't you do it for your mental health yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm, mm. well on that note it's it's, it's a good <laughs> it, this is an excellent segue into the the final part of my show the final thing I like to do because you know because it's, it's about damn time podcast. It's time to sit there and talk about it, what it's about damn time for. And since we talk in therapy, not just art therapy, we talking overall therapy, and I'm talking to a therapist, in regards to therapy, what is it about damn time for? It's about damn time for you to be honest about the flaws that you have. Because mm. that's the first step for you to be thinking about going to therapy, is being honest that you have these qualities about yourself that are bad, that are negative, and change needs to be happened. Being able to be accountable for what you have done. Once you hit that point, then you're ready you know, to go to therapy. I think that's the issue, why people don't want to go to therapy, because it means you have to be honest that the stuff you done did might make you the toxic person. Mm-hmm. So it's about that time for us to be accountable, to be honest about our our, our flaws. I like that. I like that. For for me, I, in in regards to therapy, I, I say it's it's a it's about damn time to understand and realize that change is hard, but it's necessary. If you're trying to grow, if you're trying to do better, you can't sit in that misery. And I know it's comfortable. I know it is because I have sat in Muscle depression. Memory. Yeah, because I'm used to it. I, I, this it's all I know, but and, and and it seems daunting of a task to sit there and try to try to change a whole mindset, try to change a whole lifestyle. But I promise you, if you if you actually make that that change, actually start pushing yourself to be better, you're gonna realize it was it was about to have time for you to do it a long time ago. Yes. So. And having a therapist is a good support. Because sometimes your family or friends will not be there or mm-hmm. don't have the energy or just don't want to be there at all right. to support you through this change. Girl, you, you spitting, girl. You, you, you spitting, like, for real. <laughs> look, look um, tell, you know, now and at this point in time, I want you to rep everything that you got going on because you, you need to tell everybody where, because y'all, she is so talented on IG. Like, I'll be looking you. at her reels and I'll be like, yo, 
I'll be sitting there holding the camera looking dumb, like, oh, talk, hey, <laughs> and I and I get like you know a, a couple, you know, a couple views, and people be like, oh, well, he he tried, but but this one right here, this 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 one right here, she Reels she is so fun. <laughs> she look look so talented in IG Reels, and I and I look at every last one of them. So so tell them where they can find you at on on social media. Tell them where they okay. can find you at everywhere. Just all, 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 right, of, it, so. all of it. I got IG, you know, IG is my name, Piera D.B. It's P-I-E-R-R-A-D period B. That's on my IG. But for my TikTok, I got a lot more. I got a lot more videos because I did a TikTok to Instagram transition. Mm-hmm. So for TikTok, you can go to the same thing. Just take away the period. So P-I-E-R-R-A-D-B. Mm. And of course, all that, all that will be in the show notes. So you, so if you, if you like... What did she say again? Oh, just just click on the show notes where you listen to the podcast. Go ahead and then go ahead. And you don't have to pause it or anything while you do it. You like you still listen to the sound of my voice. You can go to the show notes. You can find it right there. Click. I got a hyperlink for you. I have it hyperlink for you. So you ain't got to sit there and try to copy and paste. Especially when you like driving or something. I yeah, I'm I'm fancy with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I got the hyperlink right there. Click on it. It's gonna put that out right back there. You just hit follow. Bam. Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> this was nice. I like this. It was fun. It was fun. See, once I once you made me less nervous, I was I was good. This was, this was I, a great I, conversation. I don't feel that that you know. I just I meet you where you at. See, see, and, and see that that's that's why you my girl. Like you kept saying your girl. That's why you my girl. So. Pierre, thank you so much for joining me this week. It's been lovely, and I, I guess now I gotta have you back. Now you're a friend of the show. I gotta have you back so we can have that that deeper conversation for later. Yes, <laughs> listen, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, let me know. All right, but no, this, was, this was amazing. You were a blast. You're hilarious. I love talking. Well, I don't love talking, but I love talking with you. Mm. Killing the game right now. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for joining me this week on this about damn time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.